Salió de su pasión por doquier y siempre tuvo gana ser la dueña de su corazón. Estudió la física y geografía, la retórica cursó en un mes. Del violín conoce la armonía y además un poquito de francés. Nunca tuvo amores ni un amargo sin sabor, pero busca un hombre que le Diga que es amor, yo no sé por qué Cupido enseña la desgracia de una gran pasión a una niña que inocente sueña y que tiene miedo de un rato. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Hello and welcome. Oh, it's loud. <laughs> We're going to keep it in this distance, Adam. Remember? Six to eight inches. So every time we get together to do this show from the same place, for half an hour to an hour, we do various tests. And then we somehow fail remembering what we decided on. Am I right or am I wrong? Jesus, still loud. <laughs> How's everybody out there doing? Good? Good, great. good, great. That's exciting. Good, great, great. <laughs> Echo on? is going on because you turned off your Bluetooth so your phone is playing it out loud. I didn't turn it off. Oh, no? Okay. Something went off. So. So, Chico, how's your week been? My week's been fantastic. Because I, I have a visitor. You had an unwanted guest in the house. I do. I have someone crazy in my house. 
Taking lodging on my couch, on my floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. An injured, um, an injured dove. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a dance partner this week, but instead I have a crippled <laughs> asshole. <laughs> now you can just, uh, now you have a, you have a, a nurse, a patient. What are you guys talking about? I'm, I'm seeing this dialogue happening and I don't understand what, what you guys are talking about here. So why don't you fill us in? Yeah. What's going on in Atlanta? I don't know. <laughs> so um yes i got here on monday that was nice and then and then what it's wednesday all of tuesday <laughs> i woke up feeling super heroic and did some stretching <laughs> threw my back out somehow so i always have my yoga mat out in the open in the middle of the living room because it inspires me to get on it at any moment for even just five minutes. And I think it inspired you the minute you woke up, Adam. Yeah, I was feeling very ambitious yesterday <laughs> morning and got to got to stretching and, and things like that. That's funny. Luckily, we didn't really have much that we had to do. So I just spent the last 24 hours laying on my back. It's not that bad. You've been walking today a little, mm -hmm. just like an old man, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm usually the one who's crippled in this relationship. Yep. Yeah. Karma's April. catching up to me. Exercise is bad. Exercise is bad for you. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. What else has been going on? I had I had things. Now I'm so distracted by making sure the sound is okay. Yeah, are we sounding too loud, guys? Are we sounding okay? Just give us a little feedback on your end. Let's Perfect. see. Perfect. All right. Woohoo! You guys better not be lying. Maybe I just need to turn some shit down on my end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's funny. So we taught a very fun class last night at State College on Zoom, and we have the last class this Friday. And what I liked about the class was how we were using um, different versions of the same song, obviously, by different orchestras, and talking about how trying to dance the other orchestra's qualities from another recording. Does I, that make sense? This was a terrible explanation. So what <laughs> it was we a lot clearer. Is, I, I will explain. Let me explain. We took five different versions of the song. So every class we've been breaking out, uh, picking a texture of movement to each version. And then what we started doing this week is basically we took uh, version and we said now can you find the moments where you hear other versions in this song so that other text that's what i said did you <laughs> i swear so then we could like take texture three and place it into the song of texture one um, and start hearing various textures in each orchestra but then also identify each orchestra based on like their uh, 
prominent textures throughout the song, like how they emphasize one thing more than others. Right. So instead of talking about it in terms of and putting it in terms of like, oh, dance to the rhythm of the melody, we were playing a Darienzo version of a song and saying, find the Desarli moments. Yeah. And dance to Desarli. Or play the Desarli version and say, search for the Darienzo moments. I'm I'm listening to myself on a delay here. Yeah. I can't talk. Or I'm gonna switch back to my <laughs> I don't so. know how you do that. I can even hear it and it's bugging me. And then, so then uh, yeah, we played the Sarli version and then we said listen find the Darienzo in the Sarli. And then in the end we switched to Troilo and we talked about Troilo's qualities and then we started looking for moments of Darienzo and the Sarli within Troilo and stuff like that. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was fantastic. And I know Ciela liked it because she could hear the bass. Yes. And it's uh, interesting because we've taught uh, this class in various formats in the past over the years. At least this song. Um, what song is that? Don Juan. Don Juan. And um, this time we had about six classes where we talked about the music history, we talked about different techniques, and now we got into different orchestras and different textures. So we had so much more time to play with it all, and it felt great. And Don Juan was the first recorded tango, correct? Yes. We played this clip last, several weeks ago, That's not it. Oh no, that's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that's Krebs. <laughs> Hold on. Man, I was like, I thought I had it all lined up. I gotta get rid of that here. That shouldn't be on this list anymore because I'm gonna get confused. Keep talking, Chico. I'm doing some technical work over here. Oh, you are. Oh shit. Okay, How about I just do good. now? That's a good Is that really attraction. playing right now? Yes. <laughs> Cool. Oh God, it just won't stop. Okay. This is gonna be an exciting show, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I have like a list of things that I wanna chat about before we start, but we were just like fucking around here today. <laughs> I've been doing um, Brad and, what's his name? Brad Bob and, and Brad's. Bob and Brad's um, stretches. If you guys don't know who Bob and Brad are, I hope somebody listening is gonna say yes, of course I know who Bob and Brad is. Um, in fact, about two years ago or so, we were in the studio chatting. I don't know if it was, I was chatting with you, right, Chico? And I mentioned this Bob and Brad. And remember the student of Robert, the ballroom lady? She looked up and she's like, I love Bob and Brad. Really? I don't remember. Bob and Brad are these two doctors, physical therapists from, they got to be from Minnesota because they just, they look like they just stepped out of fucking Fargo. But if you have any problems, physical ailments, and you can't get to a doctor right away or don't have insurance or, or whatever, YouTube, Bob and Brad. I mean, they've they're amazing, and uh, so I was doing some Bob and Brad stretches yesterday and today after I injured my re-injured my back. They're fantastic. And um, yeah, they're hilarious too. One is short, one is super tall and skinny, and like they make fun of each other. So there's like a good dynamic while you're learning stuff that will hopefully heal you. Yeah, but it's 
Yeah, it's just, it's funny. It's good. It's good. Like the guy, one guy, they interrupt each other all the time, but instead of getting upset by it, they they like thank each other. Yeah, they're unlike us. Yeah. Right? I mean, like talking, and like you know, you gotta, well, you gotta put your foot down here at uh, the table. Oh, Brad, you know, you gotta. Oh, thank you so much for for chiming in there, Bob. And uh, like, <laughs> William H Macy's character, I'm just on Fargo's. And I'm also hearing there like Bob and Brad. Oh, they're little the theme song. Therapist, like there's like a little theme song that's going through my head as we speak of this right now. So I hope we everybody is next going to look at Bob and Brad right now on YouTube. Um, so, what else has been going on, Adam? What else has been going on? What do we have know. today in the show? We have uh, El Cachivache because they have a concert special coming. concert on Saturday, December 12th, being streamed out of Germany. Even though they're in one, I don't really know why that matters. Uh, no, I mean the organizer, I think, is in Germany, so I guess that's why, why it matters. matters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was because they're like live from Germany, and I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Okay. And yeah. uh, they're they're playing at least in East Coast time. It's at 5 p.m. In Buenos Aires, it's at 7 p.m. And then you guys can pull out your calendars and figure that out based on where you are. James, it would be 3 p.m. where you are, I believe. Seven, seven he's, yeah, yeah he's two hours. Before us. Um, and we have Ana Perodron. Yes. Green Bay Packers fan, longtime <laughs> friend. There's going to be some sports conversation going on tonight, I have a feeling. Possibly. Possibly. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up, but now it just cast right through. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it will. I, I was thinking uh, about like some of the conversations we were having last week hmm. with Mara, like when we started comparing like Milongas here, there, wherever, you know, like uh, wine versus fruits and food and like having this conversation when I had asked him about like, what did he miss when he moved to the U.S. about the Milongas in Buenos Aires? Do you remember? And the conversation went all over the place with like detail comparison in a way. And now you brought it home saying, you know, it doesn't matter where it is in a studio or in a club or like there's wine or there's fruit. Like what matters in the end is like we have such a good supportive community. Empanadas. Like, yes, empanadas. Yes, empanadas. <laughs> and I was thinking about that like. Because when I had asked the I question, I had my hallmark moment. <laughs> you did, but it was right on. Because I kept thinking, like the first couple of years when we started going to Buenos Aires, we went around New Year, and because it was e cheaper to fly around Chris on Christmas Day or on New Year's Day. Remember New Year's yeah. Eve? Yeah, we flew on the several times on New Year's like, Eve, and then at those years we used to spend every New Year's Eve in Providence uh, with that amazing marathon they used to have. Mm -hmm. And then two years after being in Argentina, I think even though we loved like going to Argentina and discovering places there and how different places felt and refreshing and different, we, we told to each other, like, what the hell are we doing here at New Year's Eve? We don't know, we don't, like our crowd isn't here. We were like, 
I, we want to spend it with friends. We want to charge them to hang out with us. <laughs> no, that was before then. <laughs> that was before then. We're like, let's just not miss Providence ever again. We were like so like sad to miss and not spend it with like yeah, our no, own I mean, friends. Kidding aside, the only reason we started New Year's was because it fell on a night. It fell on um, Wednesday and Tuesday was Zangria. Mm -hmm. And we teamed up with Xavier and Jess Jesse. And Providence Tango stopped. Providence doing stopped, gigs. and I think even Sarah didn't do an event, or wasn't planning to do an event that year. And then later on, she decided to do an event. I don't remember all those details. Because we wouldn't yeah. have willingly like wanted to compete with Sarah. No, but we also didn't start like so much of a competition because we did a marathon, and it was like very limited number. Um, but and I think it really more happened because of which days it fell and. Because we were used to being at the marathon, we wanted to have something for two days and two nights to replace Providence for right, us. Right, right. Like, um, and then like not have to skip Tango Cafe. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I was just thinking like we didn't want to travel and be in Buenos Aires on a time like that where we could spend it with our own community and friends. Just remember like. At the end, at the end, it like always boils down to like where you belong the most, in a way. You want to be there at moments like that. So I don't know. I was appreciating your hallmark moment, basically. I'm trying to thank get you. at that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't remember, but thank you. <laughs> I'm sort of thinking. I'm, I'm stretching my back while sitting right now, just nice and easy. And I'm bouncing on my ball. <laughs> and I'm remembering on Monday before my little spasm, we had a nice little chit chat with Pooja. Oh yeah, vinyls and wine. Vinyls and vine. Well, vinyls V and W. Vino I have to remember vine. that. It's so easy to say vinyls and wine. Vino and vine. <laughs> vinyls. Vinyls and vine. <laughs> that sounds very German. <laughs> say it again. Vinyls and wine. By the way, Adam is amazing. We have a whole series of Adam doing uh, very racist <laughs> shit. <laughs> we have a whole series of videos where we like sort of style Adam's start? head. How did that start? Oh, that oh, started oh, in Puerto Rico. Oh my god! That's, no, in State it College. On the porch. It started on the porch in Puerto Rico one night. We were drinking. It was during the marathon was that the first one we were with xavier and i was sitting around in my underwear with and, tito and you had a tie around your neck and i had a like scarf. a scarf or something and xavier would speak in french and i would pretend that i was i would lip lip sync lip sync what he was saying in french and use my mannerisms to kind of like match it up and then you it's guys true. said oh that's really good let's videotape it <laughs> and so there's like only you only see me doing the mannerisms in the mouth i have no idea what xavier is going to say but I go along with it for a minute or two, and then we decided the next time we were somewhere, Chico was like, "Oh, oh, we were this in guy's State Polish, College. yeah, the older Polish man, and he was game, and he loved the idea, so we did it again." Yeah, let me remind you that happened like uh, because we were constantly using the words "quick, quick, slow, quick, quick, slow" <laughs> to get them to hit the timing we wanted, and the way he spoke, it was like "quick, quick, quick, slow, quick slow." Quick, quick slow but he said slow slow and we were like oh my god do you have to do this project with us <laughs> and then 
we did Haraway and Lutz. So Haraway is a Japanese woman, and her husband Lutz is a German guy. I don't know if you were there for those. Were you? Yeah, of course. We were at the garden I, and broke the I think garden I had the idea. I'm like, we got to do it. We have more languages with us today. And then there might be one or two more. But you should have also seen Adam's hair. Like, we would, like, the German to Japanese switch was amazing because, like, he did it, like, sort of properly, like, tied it all back for, like, all of a sudden, like, tidied the hair. And then the minute he speaks, switch to Japanese like all the hair came forward almost closing the eyes and mm -hmm. it's just my stereotypes are spot on and his mannerism for every language was spot on uh, the meatball master has arrived ladies and gentlemen we were talking about our crazy videos with lip syncing mm -hmm. I, want, I don't want to say racist mm -hmm. they're sort of racist they could be considered racist. I think they're just my racist Hello, Patja. Hola. Hola. I, I heard meatballs and I called in. <laughs> there was you, no meatballs. You, you just <laughs> heard that on your own, buddy. <laughs> uh, I think that they're just on my mind. Sorry, guys. Are you cooking meatballs again? No, I'm at the bar. I'm in a bar. I see. Oh, Sorry. good for you. Yes, Spread yes. that COVID, buddy. Hey, do you ever it's, put lamb in your meatballs? No, no, no. I'm not that Arab. No, no, I came to this <laughs> kind of place. It's a COVID bar. I was oh, feeling good. very healthy, so I came to take some COVID. It's, yeah. You have different different, uh, different uh, flavors. It's okay. It's cool. Uh -huh. Well, I'm happy that you're getting out, actually. In all honesty, we need no, to get no, out. Argentina is almost like normal life. There are bars and restaurants. and It's very hot. Wow. Wow. And, here is perfect. Yes, we are we are happy now and you guys are fucked up. <laughs> Didn't you guys get there again before and then have to retreat back? You guys like you guys get sort of uh stra I don't know, stranded at home for a while with like the strictest rules and then the minute you guys are let out everybody just sort of Yes, we are left. Acts people, like no. there is no COVID. No, no, no. It's like step by step. I see, because step it felt like we're not, we're, yeah, what? sorry, listening. No, no, we're not going crazy. It's just step by step. Having a beer at a bar, it's okay. Having a beer at a bar with 200 people. <laughs> oh, yeah. We watched no, a movie last We watched the movie last no. night. Which movie? Uh, yes, Man. Yes, Man with Jim Carrey. I, I love dying. that movie. It, it yeah. changed my life. It's, it's a really good movie. And you know what? I feel like... Well, I feel like I used to be a yes man before March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a no man now, but I used to be a yes, yes. man. <laughs> you are still that yes man, so, but you can't do anything. That's I know. So it was, I'm like watching this movie thinking, oh, man. You know, we're all no people. people when, right when the guy uh, picks, up, picks up a homeless guy, <laughs> he drives him into the woods. Well, it happened to me. Oh yeah, but yes, but I, I didn't. I didn't learn anything about that. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't meet a girl on a scooter? No, no, not, not any Zoe the Shamel. No, no, nothing. But it happened to me. Yes. It's an Did you stink up your car or anything? Sorry? Did you stink up your car or anything? No, my my car was already stinking. <laughs> you know, washing With the meatballs. car is something that it's. 
It's very American. I, I, we don't wash cars. No, 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 my friend. It's actually very European. It's like, uh, ah, yes, yes, you're right. I've been in several cars and trucks in the U.S. It's like it's second home. Yeah, especially Eastern European. Like, I, I get, we have a car now, and I wash it every few months because... I'm an older man now. I guess it's something you do. But <laughs> I go to the car wash, and there's like 20, maybe 15 older white guys wearing like stonewashed jeans, white shoes, a white shirt. They drink espresso while they wait for their car. They all speaking like Polish or, or some Eastern Turkish. European language, you know. And it's like a thing they do. They know the guy, everybody. They know everybody at the car wash. They probably go once a week. You, you know why, white man? Because in poor countries like ours, you have to wait your whole life to get a car. So you love the car. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the US, you buy your car when you're 13. I mean, you can't even drive them. You have a truck. Or like people lease here, so they keep switching it every couple of years. Mm -hmm. like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you have to respect the man in white shoes that is washing the car every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like going to church, guys. My neighbor is a Polish man. I know this because when I move my car once a week, we have street cleaning, you know, we have to move our cars. I tend to, we, we tend to move our cars on the same day. And a couple months ago, I saw that his back lights were out, tail lights were out. And I said, hey, man, your tail lights are out. And he was like, oh, thank you. And um, so we chatted for a bit. Do the, do the Polish accent, please. Do the Polish accent. <laughs> okay, give me a second. I know you want to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know the Polish accent. Tomek and Radek and Tomek were our friends from Poland, remember? Yeah. It's like... It's like Standard Russian accent know. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so one morning I go outside, and the guy was washing his engine with a like with a hose. Wow! Like under the hood, the hood underneath the hood, and then the engine. Uh, I'm really struggling. I want to do this accent for you, man, but I, I, it's I can't even. It's like that a, guy's in love, man. That guy's in love. How do you do a Polish accent? I need to pull it up for you. Help me, somebody. Give me a Polish accent. Give me something to start with. I'll try it. What you, want what you don't know, what you don't know accent. is that every night before going to bed, he goes out and he kisses the car in front. And he says, bye, honey. See you tomorrow. I hope you see you. Well, here's the funny part. I told this guy like three months ago that his taillights were out. He still doesn't have taillights. But well, he washes his engine. He can't afford that, maybe, but hey, he can hey, do that. On. You know, after COVID here in Argentina, there's like a new standard with headlights and the backlights. I was, when I drove back to Buenos Aires from my hometown, uh, two of my backlights were not functioning, and a police guy stopped me and he said he didn't want to charge because he knows that the situation is difficult, but he was like, at least you have two of them. So. Good travel. Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, this is like a new standard. A lot of cars, they had just one headlight. Mm -hmm. Like one year ago, was crazy. Like, why would you have just one headlight? And now it's like, it's okay. We're getting worse and happier. I can't believe you're at the bar. I can hear I'm the music the in the background. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually really happy you still called this. Because like, if I was out right now, I'd be like, oh, podcast? Yeah, fuck it. Man, but I, I called you like... For three or four months, like every Wednesday, why wouldn't I call? I was at my home. Because you were stuck home. at home. Of course you called <laughs> yes, us. What I, else are you going to call? It was, it was fucking cold and I was alone. Uh, yeah. now, oh, that's true now. The weather is amazing there. Yeah. And you no, can go no, out. I, let me tell you one more thing. This is a secret. I'm on a date. 
But I told the girl I had to make this call. And I, she's listening now. And I know that she didn't believe me. Oh my God. I mean, she looked at me like, oh, okay, I don't like you. Like, fuck off. And I was like, for real. So now she has one of the headphones and she's listening. Oh my God. She's hello. Laughing. Welcome. Hello. Hello. And uh, hello. warning, warning, warning. Yeah. Warning. Your friend here is a little creepy, just so you know. But uh, she knows that. She knows. He calls, he calls people. In, I realized that. In New York. You're he talk- Hey, come on. She's been stalking my Instagram. She knows everything mm. about me. <laughs> All, right. All right. I did. That's awesome. Indeed. <laughs> so is this the first date? Yes. We met like a half an hour ago. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet? It's going great. Uh, we, we, and we were kind of drunk. And so this was a good uh, occasion not to drink anymore because we were like telling each other very dark secrets. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a good excuse to stop that. I have many, as you know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your friend's name? Hello. Hola. Hola. Yeah, yeah. My my, my mom was calling. I guess my mom was listening <laughs> to you. I was like, you didn't tell me you were on another date. Well, so what date is very great? What is what is the your friend's name? Your Licia. name? Licia. Licia. Hello, I'm Adam. This yeah. is Pico. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hello. And um, if you want to learn... Where are you from, yes, Licia? If you want to learn more about Pacha, you can listen to previous episodes. He used to call in a lot. Like he said, he was very lonely okay, in the early okay, days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, played, he played the bass yes. for us on the... Uh, he played the episode Cuban guitar. five, episode six. Yes. Uh, he never played I cooked, the bass. I did. <laughs> I was just listening to it. You cook meatballs? Yeah, I was, listening, I was just listening to it. Let's just say that I'm just such a great guy, right? <laughs> You're yes. very generous. Exactly. I'll, I mean, I'll give you that. She, she, very knows, generous. she knows I'm full of bullshit. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> so are you excited about the concert coming up, Pacha? Yes, extremely. That's... You know, we, we, we reach our peak. We are going to do the best thing we, were, we will ever do. It's amazing. It's a, one of the best things I've ever seen. The concert is amazing. We have lots of guest artists and we have five cameras, one drone. It's an abandoned factory. Wow. It's amazing, really. I don't know what, what else to say. It's just, Every time I, I see like the preview or some of the pictures we took, I can't believe the place. It's amazing, really. So what do you mean it's at an uh, abandoned factory? It's a factory that and no about- longer functions, Chico. No, I mean, like, I thought this is a virtual concert. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> oh, fuck you, too. Thanks, Adam. She comes from Turkey. There are no factories over there. There's no factories. Yeah, there's factories. They're just sweatshops. <laughs> I didn't get my joke. There's Sorry, no factories. There's factories. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> yeah, so and it's, I not, it it's not alive. So he's, proud he's, of my what joke. he's saying is it's not live. It's already been... Recorded. I, I didn't say it's not live, but yes, it's not live. No, we pre-recorded <laughs> the show. Now, but doing it this live, it's very difficult, and it probably will fail because, of course, we mm-hmm. have many problems. We have this electrical equipment. I don't know how you call it. This diesel engine, and it stopped four times. Oh, so generator. Yeah. Recor- yeah, the generator. Mm-hmm. This was an ungenerator, mm. and <laughs> we had to stop the, re- the shooting four times. And but we could do it, 
and it's amazing, really. It's really great. It's an abandoned factory, an hour and a half away from Buenos Aires, in the middle of the countryside. There are cows and gauchos and horses and us. Wow. Nice. Will and you share we the link with us in the Well, I put chat. a link oh, on the Facebook did? event, and okay. it'll be on the website. I have really good news, Pacha. You know, in the past when we played music, we had to play it through the microphone, but now the the Podbean platform is updated, so I'm actually able to upload the music, and it sounds yeah. way better. Way better. Yeah. At last. Like, yes. It's really bad. I know. It and we have to hold the phone, like, against the microphone and not breathe or move for as long was, as the song lasted. It was quite that. It was quite amateur, so I, I'm happy that you made it. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for not saying that before. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys are used to that, too. Like, you, Cachavache reached a point where you guys got really good, and people were like, wow, thank God you guys are good now. Yes. No, people used to usually say the ugly things like, you're still the same assholes. And yeah, we are, but more talented, yeah. Yeah, you were very good. We're getting better, and you, and you will not recognize us when you see the streaming, the that show. We look young, and we look beautiful, and we sound great. How many years ago is this? This is 25. No, no, I'm just, <laughs> we look oh, young. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> because he said we look young, I'm like, oh, it's pre-recorded. It's actually recorded <laughs> 10 years ago. It's on VHS. No, no. It's, new. it's really cool. It's and also, you can see is that we have this post-COVID happiness and that we are all very happy to be there. Even in a place full of bats and rats. Oh, and I, don't oh know. I hear the, I hear the Colectivo. Oh, I miss it. No, no, it's the garbage truck. Oh, that sounds the same. <laughs> I used to ride those too. Yes, yes. They're very They put you in down. a bag in La Viruta and they would like, drop you home. All right, well, we'll be going to play a song promote the show on Saturday and we'll, we'll try to move along so you can get back to your date. So I'm going to play Tokyo yes, please. first. Yes. And if you can mute, I'll mute, I can actually mute you now. That's, that's how fancy we are. <laughs> so that, um, yes, please do. I don't know how to mute myself. Uh, yeah. She'll learn that soon. Won't she? <laughs> Did he say something about me when I was not? No, no. Pacha said he can't mute himself, and I said, "Well, his girl, his new date will learn oh, that soon." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna mute you and play Tokyo. Here we go.
How we complicated we are the best. <laughs> how um how complicated was it to put together the show for this weekend? Oh, you can't imagine. Look, I, I don't want to imagine. I want you to tell me. Yeah, we want you to <laughs> tell why me. <laughs> Fuck you. I know. We had <laughs> like we had a couple of gauchos that were uh, um, like cleaning the place up. Real, real gaucho and killing some small animals. We had uh, some people from the town hall, the guy that brought the generator. There were two guys. We had uh, three light engineers, two sound engineers. We had three or four cameramen. We had a visual artist, Tina wow. Rosados, the famous Tina. We had a girl painting murals. I don't know how to call it, muralists. We had a three uh, fire spitters, uh, how do you call them, acrobats. Wow. We had uh, Gaston Torelli and Griselda. We had a contemporary dance, uh, dancer. It's a full-on on show. It's a full-on show. Yes, it's like a Cirque du Soleil, but a poor Cirque du Soleil. And, <laughs> and who, is, who is the main uh, producer or organizer of this event? We are. You <laughs> are? Always, yes, it's always an independent production, always. Because something like this, you have to be independent to do it. If not, it's, I mean, it's very expensive to produce this, but you have to have friends because all this was shot like an hour and a half, two hours away from Buenos Aires in the middle of the countryside. The... It, it was raining before, so it was muddy. It was really difficult to do it. Mm -hmm. But we were very lucky to have all these people with the best attitude ever, and they, they worked hard, and they were happy to do that with us. So you, there was a point that I, I told Vito, I think we are, like, disturbing all these people. They were all working so hard, and we were in the middle, like, waiting to, for Diego to say, okay, let's shoot. Everybody was working so hard. It was really great, really. And you can see that in the, in the video because it's a, wow. you can feel the energy. That's amazing. It's so exciting. You guys are going to be charged. Like for... Charged like... <laughs> we yeah, have to once you perform at this event and then when all this is like... Because it takes so much to organize something like this and when it's done and having performed, like you're just going to be... It was very difficult. You flying. Know We've been producing this is for three months. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's uh, there were a lot of things to to manage. Well, how did you but, know, like around this time, you were going to be able to do this with the virus going on and everything? Three, three months ago, three months ago, where we we saw that um, cases were going down and some places that we went to this place two hours away because it was easier for us to get there. Mm -hmm. and to gather a group and with with protocol but we could uh, like we had like an easy protocol so uh, when we saw that it was getting warm here we decided to set the date fantastic <clears throat> i'm so looking forward to it me too i'm a, really it's the best thing i've ever I've made in, in my life I've ever made. It's amazing. Wow. Wait, I'm sorry. 
Is this going to be live or it's already been shot? It's already been shot. That's what I thought. It's already been shot. But then what shot. kind that's of question awkward, are you that's asking? That's an awkward question. You're, you're no, because Chico asked an awkward question. Because <laughs> for a minute weird. I forgot it was recorded. You said, like, <laughs> why do you know now is the time to do it? And I'm like, it's they're just releasing it now. It's not that they're doing it. No, no, no. Because so now I'm freaking I, I, out. I like, what the fuck do I know? I, I understood the broken English. <laughs> She meant when, when we decided. Me. She got me. Yeah, no, no, no. She got me. She, she, she knew. I, you have I, a show I, on Saturday, Pacha. Two hours away from Buenos Aires. You better get ready. We speak the same kind of English. She got well, I sort of visualize of like an event that Meredith did with like. Uh, it's gonna be live streamed for a second, but then I remembered. No, it's being. It's already been recorded. It's being released, so I, I'm all confused too. So no, not it's released. normal not for released. you guys to be confused. Not released. Uh, the release is on Saturday. That's what I not mean. Released. It's going to be released on Saturday. For You're the confusing. First time. I, I've been drinking. But it's Chico, recorded <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> no, no, we recorded it last week. Oh, you recorded last week. Okay, now it's yes, getting clearer. Yes, I'm sorry. I it only have matter few when sips we did. of beer. That's it. I promise. Few sips too many. Few sips too many. That's right. Wow. Well, I want to play another song. Yes. Yes, please. I'm going to play Como La Gente. And, como um, La Gente. Como La Gente. Como La Gente, yes. And uh, Anything you want to say about the song, Pacha? Yes, we, pre we pretended to be a, a group of rappers from the U.S. And I think that we did a good job. Sorry <laughs> if someone likes rap. Rappers can be from anywhere these days, you know. Like Not just from Compton. Let's see. Let's see after this song. All right, let's check it out. Let's check it out.
de hoy sume mil protestas Tantas pibas caen y no se despiertan Le gritan a un sistema que no contesta Tanta coreografía De la ley en el barrio Los guachos disparan hasta de día Y el que más vida se lleva es el policía Nene rompiendo su alcancía para comprar entre tanta mierda Un poquito más de fantasía El destino de no saber qué carajo va a pasar mañana En nuestra poesía Yo, Aumenta el desempleo y toda esa gente ¿Dónde va a dormir? Llueve, truene o haya deuda externa El grito del latino va a sentir I didn't hear it. I heard, I heard my clapping only. I heard it. It's mm -hmm. a good rap. See, there it is. I believe well, you every um, now and then, Adam. We have an important announcement to make. Um, Pacha got hit by one of those garbage trucks going by. So he's no longer with us. <laughs> But good thing that the uh, good thing that this concert was pre-recorded. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I wish his family the best. Thank you for being here, Pacha. <laughs> Sorry about the garbage truck. <laughs> no, but he had to go, as he you can tell, as you heard, everybody. He's on a date, He's, and he um, was running out of battery. Oh, that's just an excuse, but I'll accept it. <laughs> um. So um, now what, Chico? Are we going to play a third song from that? I, I, I didn't upload one because I was actually going to ask him for the third recommendation, but I will. I have some in mind that I wanted to share. Share. Thank Excellent. you. So I'm going to look and see where they went. Oh, you know where they went? Where did they go? I don't know. Where does music go when you put it in a computer? <laughs> Oh, I found it. it could go anywhere. Okay. I think the last time they were on the sh he was he, he was here representing Pachevache. The, the representative for Pachevache <laughs> in, in English is, is Pacha Mendes. I'm assuming Vito is the um, Spanish representative, representative, and I'm not sure who the Russian representative is yet, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go look for that later. Uh, did we play Berlin, or did I just make cracks about how they didn't write a song about New York? I think we did crack about. We just did jokes about it, but I don't think we played it. Okay, I'm gonna upload Berlin. It's a nice song, and um, I'm still gonna make cracks about how they didn't write a song about New York. But maybe they need to spend a little more time here. Maybe. I have the maybe. intro for the New York song. You do. Yeah. Gonna start something like. Bum bum ba da 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 bum bum ba da 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 bum. Here comes Berlin. Here we go. 
traveling in my head with these songs. You're never going to hear an upbeat Berlin song. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's just was Berlin, so perfect though. It's like dark. I mean, those summers are nice, but summers you're not going to hear dun, dun, da, 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 start spreading the Berlin kind of music. I mean, come on. There's no way. <laughs> I love Berlin, but it's just not, an, it's not that kind of energy. This was so good right now. <laughs> That's a good song. It's, it's a it, and it captures Berlin to me. Yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah, no, definitely. But uh, 
feel like any song I've ever heard. Like Lou Reed's song about Berlin. Have you heard that song? Yeah. It's not even a song. It's like a guy dying of an heroin overdose or something. Like, in Berlin, we die. I'm like, um, <laughs> that's not music. I, I've only been in Berlin in June. It's gorgeous. Or July. It's yeah. gorgeous and so much yeah. energy. Berlin is partying, like, yeah, Berlin morning. is a huge, like, um, manic depression. Like, three months of, like, outstanding weather. The sun goes down at 11 o'clock. And then it's just dark and cold, and people, you know, they do their best. They have a good time, but man, yeah. So yeah, I don't see any happy music coming out of Berlin much. I remember you, you going there like in uh, November or something for a month, and you saying it would get dark around 3 p.m. It was terrible for a tango dancer <laughs> because you're gonna go out dancing, you're gonna stay Still out morning. late, and then you're gonna wake up, and it's gonna be dark out. Yeah. I uh, don't see the. I don't see how that works. Um, so am I seeing Anna Padron in the crowd? I don't know. She's kind of small. I can't really see her from I up here. I'm looking through. Uh, um, let's see if she's out there. See uh, a little hand hey, waving Anna. in the air. <laughs> You're so funny, Adam. <laughs> Good things in small packages, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. You two little <laughs> tiny people can gang up on me, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. How have you been? How are you doing? I'm chilling, man. Literally, it's cold in Florida. You know, all these old New Yorkers got their fur coats out in 60 degrees weather. It's amazing. <laughs> it really it's probably... is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's colder in Florida how do I say this? Like in Florida, when it's 60 degrees out, it's colder to people there than in New York when it's 30 degrees out. Yeah, because you're not prepared <laughs> for I know, it. but I'm just saying. Exactly. Like, I see ago. people in shorts out the other day. It's 35 degrees. Me and Sharon are in the park. There's a guy in shorts. There's another guy in a T-shirt. Then you go to Florida, and it's 65 degrees out, and everybody's wearing like winter coats and winter hats. Well, <laughs> remember like, the time we went to Gainesville a couple years ago, and we were so excited. It was February, I think. And like the whole week before we went there was 75, 80. And now we get there and it drops to 60 degrees. So we hadn't packed for that. We were freezing the whole time. Like when we were teaching, the heating wasn't working in the building because they mm. never thought it needs to be heated to teach <laughs> classes there. So it was just like we really like froze oh, our yeah, asses off. And then thing, we yeah, got yeah. back and it was probably below... 30 here. And we were warm as well. I know it's funny on the news you hear like warning. Test your oh, heaters really? before. Yeah, test your heaters because people here, you know, now everybody has their heaters on and then it's all full of dust there, you know, air conditioner vents or whatever. So then it catches on fire. It's <laughs> it's really it's really sad, but but yeah, I mean, people don't think about cleaning it here because it's always the air conditioning on. But yeah. and then some people have had fires in their homes just because of turning on the heat. We had a, yes. we had the opposite this summer. Sharon and I put our air conditioner in. We we barely use it because we're on the first floor in the back of the building and we don't get a lot of light. And I even cleaned it a bit, a bit I'll say, and. Um, <laughs> In the middle, so we put it. We put it in that night. We wake up like I'm coughing, and then in the morning I'm sneezing and coughing, and she's got a headache. And it 
and it turns out all this mold had grown in it oh. that we had just like pumped our whole apartment full of mold. And so we, we put it outside. We called the city to pick it up. We put it outside. We put a sign on it. We said, don't touch this. You know, obviously it's full of mold. And then um, we ordered a new air conditioner. We go back inside. And then I think like five minutes later, we're like, let's go for a walk. We turn around. We go outside. The freaking air conditioner is already gone. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like it's New York and people are just take shit. Uh, we're like, well, I hope they read that sign. I think I'm pretty sure we put a sign on it. I hope so. I forget now the details. But anyway, yeah, we don't use AC too much, but I guess they don't use heat much down there, so a little similar. Sneezing better than fire. Yeah, but you know what I've been feeling? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But I feel I'm always freezing with the air conditioner, I guess so many years without using an air conditioner that now that it's quote unquote cold here, I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I don't even feel cold, but you put me inside any of these buildings and I'm freezing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody experiences that with an air conditioner. It's killer. Oh, yeah. here. That's the only thing I'm not liking at all is the air conditioning. Although we're always... in August. <laughs> I've always felt that way about air conditioning versus just normal cold weather. Like air yeah. conditioning adds another element of well, you know, you're changes the air. You're constantly feeling the breeze around you too. Like if it's, I don't know, if it's you're at a room that is a lower temperature, but that's you're not feeling the air hitting your body. Mm -hmm. Like that mm. might feel more comfortable than there's constantly cool air coming out in mm -hmm. a certain direction and it tends to reflect from different surfaces so it hits you in different parts of your body like i i really don't enjoy yeah. feeling the ac on well i know side. thank you for calling and talking to us about <laughs> air conditioning we appreciate it i know your time. <laughs> and i actually got myself a All drink during the air conditioning I, conversation i didn't All even I know you were an i didn't even know you were an air conditioning expert i didn't but i'm um, glad that what Neither did you say? She got a drink. You got a drink in the middle of yeah, the Yeah, I can't. I can't talk to you guys. Yeah, I can't talk to you guys without a cocktail. Sorry. That's All right. Well, we're it's just. We're, I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna officially start our five questions segment. Uh oh. Five questions. Five questions. Whose voice is that? Five questions. <laughs> uh oh. Five questions. Who do you oh, think baddie, that baddie. is? Oh, baddie, You know, I miss so much. I miss Bad. It's like, Bad is sort of. Oh, my God. Me too. I, don't know. I haven't seen him yet. The mascot oh. of New York Tango? <laughs> Thank In you. Way. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like La Nacional is like town hall and Bat is the mascot. Forget it. <laughs> I, or mayor. You could also be I always mayor consider, well, of I Tango, consider, casinos, everybody. I consider Talk the mayor of Tango in New York. And <laughs> Bat is like, uh, yeah, the mascot. I, I feel Talk more the journalist. Yeah, okay. But, I'm yeah. actually going the journalist, yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. He journals everything. Yeah. 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 And it got to the point when we would run an event and people would be like, Are you filming this? I'm like, Don't worry, talk's here. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> that is that is so true. Yeah, it's amazing how he took that on a couple of years ago and then it just became 
the thing. He has yeah. like the whole archive That's of the, the performances moment, the moment, in every Milonga in New York. At Malaleche, the moment of a performance is finished. I'll be DJing and like drinking with friends and doing 10 other things. And Todd comes over with a little sound card or video card. And he's like, here's the performances. Can you, you and he wants me to upload Sam them Ham. immediately so that he can have a yeah. sound card back. And I'm like, and I, and, you know, I remember so many times I'm using a PC that's old and I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to crash my computer. I'm in the middle of DJing. I don't <laughs> like talk. Can we do this later? He's like, well, I need my card back. And I'm like, Cause he's oh going to record God. the next night again. <laughs> so like, exactly. I like cross my fingers and shove it in my computer. And like the sound skips for a second. Cause the PC is like kind of confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good project actually how many has he recorded who has he recorded i bet you he has he literally must have a whole archive of new york city dance Talk, everybody so, i think so yeah. when um because he also goes to well, every milonga oh i have exactly I have, I have every copy of reportango except for like five and you know who gave me all those lucille no talk was it Tuck? Yeah. Tuck? Holy Tuck shit. came to the Milonga one night with a bag full of these things. And he's like, here, I don't know what to do with these anymore. I've been hanging. Now they're in the trunk of my car. But <laughs> I don't know what to fucking do with them either. But I don't want to <laughs> let them go. They're, I used to put them out at the Milongas to let people kind of peruse at the history. But yeah, um, yeah, he's, he's a documenter. That's for I sure. think that Jocelyn might want those. I don't know. Maybe. Dude, you can do... It needs I'm selling a long them. I'm selling them. library. I don't know. What should I sell them for? Well, whenever I'm like, I was going through all my CDs and like making sure I put whatever I have over the years on my computer. Library so Congress? I don't, don't want to keep CDs anymore. So I like asked that because I know he has an amazing collection of CDs. I'm like, I'm getting rid of CDs. You want any? He's like, yeah, I want it all. <laughs> I was like, you want me to take a photo of them? So you pick which ones you might have or might not want. He's like, no, just give them all to me. Do you know which no. library I guarantee you might be interested? Or oh, I don't guarantee it. I take that back. The <laughs> that library that's right next to Lincoln Center. That's all the performing. That's the performing arts library. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good idea. That would be that's amazing beautiful. if we have the New York City Library right there. Talk and Adam Strunk. <laughs> library meet There's Adam the, yeah, this is history library. of tango <laughs> exactly. so, Anna we're going to start five questions I want to ask you can I ask okay I'm sorry we can keep jibber jabbering I don't give a shit but our, our listeners they demand the five questions I'm sorry you, <laughs> okay, you don't want to see the hate mail you don't want to see the hate mail um, this is kind of like a silly I don't know this is well I'm just going to ask you the last night you perform with Diego at La Nacional. I was yeah. there and the energy was amazing and um, the performance was amazing. How did you feel doing that and making the choice to, to move to Florida and to continue your life in a different direction and um, to say goodbye with Diego and, and how did that we're going to start with a heavy hitting question. I'm sorry, but I, I know I, I, just I shouldn't really have drank that. <laughs> no, it's good that you did. I think um, it's harder to. How was that, that night for you? And, um, and cause I want to like move backwards from there about your history, working with Diego and in your history and tango, of course, outside of that. But what was that night like for you? Um, 
Well, I mean, yeah. that was intense. Um, I mean, it felt good, but it was really sad. It felt good to be where we started. Um, because to be honest, La Nacional for me and Coco, um, you know, it's really emotional because that was a safe space. For, is you know, it's still around, of course. I mean, yeah, and I space for us. We were giving so much. We were given so much freedom in in such a traditional space. I feel to experiment, like Coco and you know Juan Pablo didn't give a shit, which I was shocked in in giving us the freedom to express and to try new things. Every time we um, debuted something, we we did it there. Mm-hmm. So to be able to, um, you know, finish there and finish together when, you know, we moved to New York together, my voice is cracking. Um, yeah, it was really emotional. Um, but it was happy, you know, but it was happy at the same time because New York City is so strong in, in its so for each other and for each other's art. Um, so it was good, but it wasn't a goodbye, I feel. I feel that, you know, this is just a, a transition. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, you know my decision in, in having a family, but it doesn't stop, you know, my art and my art dreams. I think I'm always going to be in the arts no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Diego and I will dance again, work. Um, yeah. work again, and, you know, we talk all the time. That motherfucker, I have to call him all the time. <laughs> I'm the I put all the work in this relationship, Jesus. Um but he's like a brother to me, he's family, so um yeah. but we'll do it again for sure. I think having this time apart, you know, only m- makes us more hungry, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I personally never looked at it like you're never like it's a goodbye either, uh, because I'm not. But he's gonna keep coming back to the U.S. and he has been oh. right, so it's gonna. Well, yeah. his daddy's yeah, here. I met his dad last February. We were such a weird coincidence. I'm at a tango festival in Miami at a hotel, and I go downstairs in the basement to get a slice of pizza, and there's your picture on the wall with Diego. Oh God! And I'm like. <laughs> What the fuck are they doing on the wall here? That. It was like you guys, it was a pose from performance. You know, you performance. And I'm like, what the hell? And then somehow I heard, like, I, I got my slice and I left. And then later somebody said, oh, yeah, no, we've all been, uh, Marcos Blanco. He's like, oh, yeah, no, that's Diego's father. He, he, owns, the re- he owns the pizza shop in the, in downstairs. And we've all been going down to get our photos with him. And I'm like, holy shit. So on Monday morning when we were leaving, we were about to leave for the airport, I ran downstairs and got some pizza for the road and took a photo with him. <laughs> so it's a Diego. I'm like, hey, I met your dad. <laughs> but what are the odds? I mean, I asked the organizers, I was like, did you know when you chose this hotel that the guy who owns the pizza shop downstairs, his son is a Tango's dancer. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why would I make the decision based on that? I'm I was not. like, this is weird. This is so weird. Oh. What a coincidence. Yeah, though. it was Amazing. really interesting. So. Amazing. Yeah, that, you know, those pictures makes, reminds me of a story. My very first milonga ever. 
And so I met Diego in, in high school, and we were in a performing arts high school. So he tells me, okay, we're going to go to a practica. All right, so I'm like, okay, dancer, bunhead, we're going to go to practica. I show up to this goddamn milonga with leotard, tights, and a freaking bunhead. <laughs> and I'm like, and all these people are dressed to the nines, and I'm like, you piece of <laughs> Seriously? I walked I walked out. I was in pink tights, black leotard. I'm like, you said we were going to practice. Yeah, this is a, you know, it's a practica first and then a milonga after. I was like, oh, hell oh, no. <laughs> Somebody in South Florida has to have a picture of me in my ballet outfit, you know, pink ballet shoes, dancing tango. Whoever that person is, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to... I kind of wanted to start from the last time I saw you guys together and then go to the early days, how you guys met and um, what inspired you to decide to work. Because, you know, it's one thing to meet and practice and even see each other, date, whatever, but to decide to be a partner and go professional. Um, how did that sort of come Film about? Come about. That's a long one. Um, I know, but we have we have time. Five more minutes or so. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> um, Diego always danced tango, and this is funny. I remember our our um, so in this high school we had to audition. So here comes out this guy, um, and he's wearing like sweatpants, and we're like, okay, this guy's not gonna come into the school. He's fried. Boom. Because, you know, the dance world is pretty intense. And then he bust out like a half tangle, half jazz by himself with a hat. And Diego had long hair. Um, he looked very ghetto. Um, and he was dancing. But he got, he got in. And then part of the, you know, prerequisites to stay in is that you have to show your ability in the in the art so it's like ballet and modern dance and he had no clue like he danced a little bit and had some modern training but not to the standards so he taught the whole entire class tango in order for him to stay in i mean he was doing good he was getting better but he showed us all tango and then that helped him stay in and then i just it was really different and it was interesting how dancing ballet, you're always facing forward, but you're being partnered. But as a, you're sort of on your own, dancing mm -hmm. ballet, you have a you have somewhat of a connection with your partner, but it's not. Um, you're not improvising, what's the? Or yeah, well, yeah, it's you're not, not like an exchange. Exactly. You know, you have your part, he has his part, and you're looking at the audience. It's not a, it's not as deep of, of a connection. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was interesting how he was saying, you know, I lead. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't lead me. <laughs> Hell to the no. What you talking about? I lead you. So, so I just thought it was really uh, fascinating. It was really interesting. So and I was like, okay, this is easy. So he started off teaching me choreography. 
-hmm. But regardless, he was like, I lead you. You know the choreography, but I lead you. So we kept at it um, throughout high school, which actually paid, helped pay for college. Mm -hmm. um, because we would do a lot of performances here. Um, Jorge Nell was really big in South Florida in mm -hmm. expanding the tango and having the festivals and um, just being really innovative in, in, you know, reaching audiences. Um, you know, we performed a lot. Every Friday we would go to Naples, uh, which is west of Miami, and perform. Wow. And so then that helped So when you performed, it was like a show? Yeah, it was just the two of us. Um, oh, it was just the two of you guys, not just a group show. Yeah. yeah, we would do group shows, but this particular gig every Friday, we would have to drive right after school, go over there, and it was they paid us so well that it helped us pay part of, of our you know college. College, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it was really it was really interesting. Um, so you said so, high school. Yeah, high school yeah. and even into college, we wow. um, we stuck together, and it was um, a group of us that so stuck amazing. together because we went to the University of Florida um, for their dance program at the time. And during that um, time, did you go to Milongas at all? Yeah, throughout Florida, we did. We would go out quite a bit. Far more to like social dance. Like I'm wondering, like as a such a social. young person, like how did that feel? Um, you know, being in Florida, being you know, it was in New York back then. It was like a, a family. You know, they you know all these people saw us as their kids, and they wanted yeah. to see us um, succeed. So. Jorge and Lydia and Randy at the time um, would kind of have like that competition, which I mm. always hated competitions. Mm -hmm. But Diego thought it would it would be good for us, you know, just to the more you perform, the more you improve mentality um, in front of any crowd, in front of any situation was his thought behind it. Um, mm -hmm. So in the festival, they would always have a competition. And in the festival, um, that's where we, because we couldn't afford to go to Buenos Aires at the time, but they would bring in like Fernanda, Diego de Falco, eh, eh, Juana and Copes. Um, I don't know if you guys, they passed away already, but the Dean says, um, Osvaldo Soto, um, mm -hmm. All these people would come every year, and we would train with them intensely every year. Like we that's would say, to take the privates, and you know, to be with them. So I think that's where the the bulk of the performance aspect comes in. Although they were all really strict on Diego leads, Diego leads, um, but that's where <laughs> a lot of the performance influence came in. And, I know, mm -hmm. till this day, till this day. Um, but so yeah, when did I it, mean, okay, sorry, that was ahead. the beginning. No, no, no. And what brought ahead. you guys to New York? We graduated college.
college, and then there was a group of 10 of us that moved into a two-bedroom apartment because we had zero money. That's, hmm. that's the big story. Um, every summer during college, we went to New York, and we studied um, not tango, actually. Um, I would study at um, the Martha Graham School, and then I was invited mm -hmm. to be part of the second company, and Diego danced with Jennifer Muller for our first two years in New York. So that's how we got to and New York. So and then Diego DeFalco found us, well, found me um, dancing at Stepping mm -hmm. Out with the Graham Company. And then he, um, the Graham Company was going through a whole bunch of lawsuits um, and they weren't, I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> so then he's like, are you wow. still dancing? And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, boo, every night. Negative. <laughs> Negative. We had not gone out to a milonga. So I told Diego, I was like, listen, we're dancing tango. Yeah, but I have a performance. I, was, I don't care. I got no money. Let's go. Let's go. So and then we, that's where we met Ivan and Sara. And then we joined... Um, we started training with Diego for his um, performances, for his shows. Wow. That was crazy. We hadn't danced when? tango mm -hmm. for at least, like training, like, like real training for tango for at least three or four years. Yeah. And then you jumped back into performing basically right away. Yeah, we sucked really bad <laughs> i'm just gonna be blunt we we were bad we were like not connected at all we had to revive choreographies i was like what what is this it was bad but it was good it was really good i'm glad we did well you pushed through and then like you guys are great together like you build yeah, all that through the years and I'm I'm really curious about the journey where like all of this more show and choreography, like how did that experience uh, started turning into more improvisation? Because you guys are fantastic with how did you like switch to improvising during performances? Because I really like your improvisations as well. And like coming from a background of uh, shows and performances with choreography so much, like how did you develop your skills for improvising in a performance? Because that's when the I real, like what you were saying, like during the choreography, they would always tell me like Diego leads and like, but that eventually turns into more of an exchange and you guys do have mm -hmm. that sort of a dialogue when you dance. It's very clear there is communication both directions and I'm wondering like how you grew into that I, th I think it's our um, our choreographic process um, so we tend when we start choreographing we tend to talk about you know the theme the topic the emotion, um, whenever I propose a, a project, you know, I tell Diego, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about this, I'm feeling this, 
Um, and then we just, we would get into the studio and then we would just um, warm up, you know, do do like a regular warm up, you know, of some yoga or something. And then um, we would just start dancing, like regular improvisation, like he, he starts. Because um, mm -hmm. I, was, I was always bad at starting. So he would start and then he would let go and then, and then I would start. He would always push me to lead him or push me to propose the movement. And then he would take that movement into something else. Like it didn't matter where it started. It didn't matter where it came from. You know, if all of a sudden I busted out into a, a ballet movement that I felt at the moment, then he would turn it into something. Mm -hmm. So and then it's the same improvisation dialogue, but we would just experiment more with our or at least me, you know, experiment more with my original background of, of more modern dance and things like that. And, and him too, you know, we would try to, whatever came out, we would turn it into something somehow. Um, mm -hmm. So that was my process. Sometimes Diego would come into the, into the sp space and be like, I, this is the song. Like, I want this song. Like, I want to dance to the song. So, and then we always, Diego always started with, um, you know, traditional improvisation and tango, and then, and then release so that he would let me talk a little bit, and then from there we would stop, try to remember. Half of the time we wouldn't remember, but thank God with techno technology we would record ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Right. Exactly right. So then, within we would the recording, we'd be like, "Oh my god, wait, that's so cool!" So then we mm -hmm. would. Try, sometimes we would try to like learn our own choreography. It was so weird, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. You, you can learn your with, sort of do your own improvisation, like make it into a choreography. You mean? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But do you ever, um... What? What did you just do? I lost you. What did you say? Um, I don't know. Chico's making hands at me and yelling. I've lost my train of thought. What are you saying, Chico? I don't so know. You just... Anna, you understand what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you there's like, like 10 buttons was, there. It's felt trying... like, and I, your voice is in my you're, you're head. You're screaming right now? Yeah, that's okay. what it feels like. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It was just so loud, I couldn't hear. I couldn't listen, sorry. Okay, I'm listening. I'm sorry, Adam, come back. No, but it was, a, it was um, I think we just always kept an open mind, especially when we had to collaborate with others, like collaborating with Pedro. Pedro is like the bomb diggity dude. Um, that man is the shit. Um, when we were doing the show or any other choreography, Pedro was huge in jazz. Like he had a whole million piece jazz orchestra. I'm exaggerating, of course. Um, and Diego told him a couple, picked two or three, no, three of his jazz pieces and told him, convert them into tango. And that was our show. Like those jazz pieces um were in the show and he converted them into tango and he's like no man i don't know blah, blah, blah. 
and he converted them and amazing. Which Pedro so, are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, Pedro Girardo. Mm, yeah. Bass player. We had him on the show a little while ago. It was awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just being open. I remember Hector de Couto saying, you know, tango, although, you know, controversial where it originated from, but um, he would always say that tango is more, is, is a, a world language. And so, although I, I've always seen him as a traditionalist, he's always been so, um, oh, so that's your new work, huh? Yeah, you like it? Eh. <laughs> but I mean, he likes it, you know what I mean? And he's, and he's like, he loves how it, it, it evolved with the time to, to an extent. Uh-huh. But, you know, being, being open, but, you know, respectful. You know, he understands how we respect the, the origins of it and, and the base of it. And I think we try to create from there when we get into the studio. That's a so who picks the music? Um, answer. Uh, both. Okay. Because we have our we have our moments when sometimes I really feel something and sometimes Chico's really feeling something. So then do both. Oh no, we do. I I oh. actually feel like I dance better when I use the music she suggests. Ooh, that's interesting. Because so I let's feel like get into your five questions, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I want to show, like I want to give her the music she's hoping to, to she's hoping for. <laughs> well, it's not that. I also like learned over the years. Like I don't really insist on something that he's very adamant about. Like not feeling it or not wanting it because I know if he's not into it, I'm not going to enjoy and it's not going to be a same sort of a exchange process. And so we find something that works in the, for both of us at those moments. But then sometimes, even though at first he says, no, he could be like, you know what, let's just go for it. Um, and I think just like saying that, okay, creates an openness and then uh, from there on like we enjoy it because we make a pact that this is we're going to do this so that it becomes right. something we're both enjoying and uh, maybe I find that uh, sometimes when he picks songs it's stuff that he really knows so well and uh, when you know a song so well, there's so many options with music that you can play with because you know all the layers of it. And then it, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Like you have so much, so much more decisions to make from options mm -hmm. because you're so familiar with the music. But then sometimes when the song that's presented to you is something you're unfamiliar with, I think you're dancing more the feeling at that moment rather than like all the sophisticated layers that you can choose to hit. Uh, so you could be that, more in the moment. I don't know, do you feel, Adam, if that's been the case with some of the times you're saying like it's 
felt better to dance the songs that was proposed, even though you wouldn't have chosen that song. Mm-hmm. No, I just, it's sort of like if you, if somebody I dance with is suggesting the song, then it seems when I dance it, it's more like a dedication to that person. Then. Mm. It's not like mm. I want to dance the song for me. It's now you want to dance the song, so I want to dance for you. Mm. you know? But I guess I should always be trying to think that way. (laughs) Yeah, because what did what did dancers do back then when the orchestras like created a piece that nobody had ever heard of, but you were screwed. Like you had to be in the moment. Well, we always. I mean, I don't know about you and Diego. Do you guys like dancing to live orchestras when you perform? Love it. Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Yeah, the best. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Is it, is it that, is it that, um, you know, we're used to it because we've traveled so much. We meaning like Chico, Adam, you know, myself and Diego, you know, is it something that we've just learned or that we've have had exposure to? And I just feel like the rest of, I can't say the world, but, you know, the majority of the people that I meet, they don't have the experience of dancing to live. So do they not, it's not respect, but, you know, well, it's I, that being I, uncomfortable. I think, I mean, I used to, to be comfortable. Like, I, I would say going back to a long time ago, as if, if somebody maybe 15 or, you know, so many years ago said, do you want to perform, improvise and perform for in front of a live orchestra or with a pre-recorded tango. I mean, back then, hands down, I would say, no, I want to dance to, you know, El Choplo or something I know really well, right? Um, I think it takes a lot of time to get creative and explore. And you and Diego have, have so much history in dance outside of tango to interpret music. Um, so I think it takes time to learn how to, how to improvise to to live music because you also you know the arrangement but you don't know how they're going to you know the piece but you don't know how they're going to arrange the piece so but most uh, of the time you can also predict where it's going yeah because it's it's simple well it's because it's also music is arranged that way in this sort of it's not just an exchange between the audience and the people that are performing, but now that you have an exchange between an orchestra or a trio, whoever is playing, and the dancers. So, like, there is a give and take between that as well, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that adds a whole new layer and a lot more energy, and um, I don't know, it charges you more. It's like right now, in a way, if you're performing online and you can't really see the audience or feel the audience, but there's something missing. So it's like when you have the live music added to the room while you're performing, it's something extra that's there. And like it's a bigger group collaboration, it feels like to me. I, I just know, like, one, I'm really grateful. And I, we're going to keep asking questions on it. Don't worry but. Um, on this point, like, I'm grateful we've gotten to know El Cachavache more over this past 39 mm-hmm. weeks during the show because Pacha's called in many times and we 
played some of their music um, because I feel like yeah. for live music, they're some of my favorite uh, bands. They're, they're one of my favorite bands to dance to live because the power of their sound and sort of the uniqueness of their arrangements. I feel like anytime I dance to them, I, I, it could be just, obviously it's probably a lot in my own head, but um, I just really, really enjoy dancing to some, some live orchestras that just sort of send you away. What are some of, do you have any recollections, Anna, of like some, any sort of live orchestras you really enjoy dancing to? You know what? I just, I just feel that we've, it's just so rare to be performing to a live orchestra that I, I have to tell you every single one of them <laughs> um, I have enjoyed. And to be, to be blunt, I mean, to be truly honest, it's like any time I'm able to, I mean, except, except when they suck, then I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell no, give me a live recording. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's, and it's true, like sometimes you perform, like I'm talking performance. In a milonga, I wish there was more live, but I understand, you know, people, people that go to milongas don't understand that, you know, these artists need to get paid. So right. they need to help flip the bill a little bit um, because it, it is now a luxury to have a live performance. Um, but to perform, sometimes we've performed and, you know, we have amazing, like I'm telling you, we have like these top-notch, classically trained musicians, but it's not tango as we know it. It's not Argentine tango. Um, so, you know, at those moments, I'm like, yes, please give me a recording. No. <laughs> um, because it's just too flat. You know, it's not, it doesn't have like that pizzazz. It doesn't have um, that spontaneity. Because even sometimes, to tell you the truth, when we, we performed a lot with, Hector de Puto and, and Pedro and, and Gustavo Casenave. Mm -hmm. And even they m try to play with us. I was going to say a bad word, but <laughs> they try to play with us. You know what I mean? Like they know our choreography and we know like how they play, but they try to play with us. They try to like hold the notes longer to see if we're paying attention to them. So what Chico was saying about having that dialogue, um, audience you know you and your partner you and your teammates but now you have the orchestra it just i don't know it just it helps you you know fill up the space yeah, and exactly. helps you give more to your to each other and to the audience yeah. so when you're able to have that relationship with the orchestra it, it's you know it's just really hard to explain it just makes everything much more rich but I really, I so, feel, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I just, anytime I'm able to have like a really good orchestra that, that you can connect with, like you connect with yourself and your partners is dude, bring it. Yeah. Well, I, as I, a leader, what I really like it. is that when you're dancing to a live orchestra, the audience doesn't have any expectations of how they think you should hit the music because they've never heard it before. So if mm. you're dancing to Paciencia by Darienzo and all the guys and all the women in the room know that song and they're going to look at you like, oh, blah, 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 or you as a dancer are trying to play it perfectly. But if you're doing it to a, a, a band, it gives you so much creative freedom. 
and because they're going to play it their way and you don't really know how they're going to play it. Um, it. I just find it to be much more interesting as a dancer and um, creative. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm communicating with my mm -hmm. partner and I'm communicating with the group and the room of people and trying to connect all these things. Um, it's and much more do you, interesting. Do you guys also feel like because the music is so happening? Um, Hello, Marcelito. Hey guys! Hola, hola. Hello. Because the music is va? in the room, like it can be so much more powerful than recorded music. So, like when you are feeling that as a dancer in your body, like it's so much more inside you that, like, you I don't know, you feel more like that presence. Like you're like I don't know, it's shooting out of you in a different way than recorded yeah. music and I feel the audience is feeling that more too so like the mm. music is like in everybody in a much more different way than when you're listening to pre-recorded music so there is like that added level so the audience is more charged the players are charged from playing you're as a dancer charged more with that and I think the whole combination is like uh Adds a different yeah, that more audience. I feel like more, you know, tangueros even improvising. I wish they would have that experience more. Like back in the day, that these orchestras would come in and you know debut their songs. Nobody knew what the hell they were gonna play, but just had that that feeling that you're describing. You know, I wish instead of like, okay, you're used to the top 40s, um, quote unquote, of tango. No, I wish they had more of that experience. You don't know where they're going to hold that note, you know, mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. that you're saying. I wish people had that experience more. I agree. It is. Marcelito, what were you I will say? call it uh, that moment, what you describe, you guys are describing. For me, it's similar to this more Hello. raw concept of dancing. I'm, I'm tribal. This tribal. <laughs> ritual moment when you see the, the, the musician really into it then you dance into it and then the people are running into it so it became like this really raw and tribal mm -hmm. moment and it's gorgeous yeah. it's raw like that's a great adjective for that i i agree with that mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing and it's interesting because in that moment for me, right, it is not what we want to be in dancing. It's not what I like, imagine, like as an artist, as a person, as a human being, this moment where, where there is nobody looking and everybody's dancing like a, like a, like a crazy, like in a party. And this sensation of raw is it, it, just magical mm -hmm. moment. And I think that I, I feel that sometimes the pressure to be perfect or the pressure that to be observed or the pressure that don't miss the music yeah. force us to to go to the safe mode which is like the top 40 i love that analogy anna you guys know, you know each other by just the way? to listen to the 40 yeah that is funny no adam we don't know each other are you lying no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, so I can't tell how no, many drinks I could did she have. I could tell. It seemed like she was... No, no Adam. No, Adam. Bina, Bina, Bina. I'm trying little. to be a polite host. I was thinking about introducing to 
Do you know I want to say a funny story about Adam when I definitely connected like this with Adam? I don't know where the hell we were, but all I was trying to figure out is what was the um, score of a football game, and I had to perform. I knew sports was and coming And I was like, oh, yeah. And Adam was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching the game. I was like, what? You're watching what? He goes, yeah, I watch football all the time. And I'm like, you're a DJ. And he goes, yeah, so what are you? I'm watching the football game. I was like, dude, I you had, better tell me the score. I had the game on In my screen a- <laughs> while I was DJing. Yeah. And it was your Green Bay Packers. So Adam's like, yes, sir, you are the man. And did you see my brownies? No, I never saw your Well, brownies. the brownies are 9-3 and three this year. Yeah, I know. I just was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Dude. So in the, I don't know who I had to perform with, and then all of a sudden I hear the score. You don't remember like, the performance, but you remember the football. I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is my best friend. <laughs> I wish I could have you on tour with us. I was like, Diego, can Adam tour with us all the time? No, Adam can't tell you the score all the time. <laughs> Okay, I digress. Go ahead. Um, seriously, you know Marcelo, though, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. <laughs> Just making sure. I like that. Um, I want to ask you. Me or Marcelo? No, you. You're the you're the guest. Marcelo's okay, I'm just, 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 I'm just passing like, yeah. by, saying some comments, drinking some wine, and He's at eating the bar empanadas with his new to make you suffer. <laughs> yes, I- nice. Um, I want to ask, what's it been like to work with somebody for so long? You, I mean, you met in high school, and. Mm-hmm. Um, just how's that been for your tango journey? And that's about it. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, you and I, you and I, and Chico and Diego, we we share that in common. We've all worked with our partners for a very long time, and it's been a merely, you know, it's 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 easy to laugh. It's easy to fight. It's easy to cry. It's easy to have a great dance. It's easy to connect in all these different ways. Um, so how has that been for you? Um, I, to add to everything that you've said, mm-hmm. um, dude, we fought a lot. We oh, shit. A yeah, lot. yeah. I wanted to ask that too because <laughs> wow. we went through, yeah, it's a huge part of the learning process. But you know what? Um, some of our greatest work and I I don't know if this is for all artists but it's so it's really sad sometimes to think that some of our greatest work came from the most difficult part of our lives um, you know together and apart Um, so being able I feel it's a luxury to be able to um, and it's a gift to be able to find a life, you know, 
partner like that um, in in your career. I mean, and even in your life, if you're you're able to find a life partner, it's 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 such a gift because you're able to. Um, Diego and I have been reflecting because we never reflected on anything that we ever did in the past. You know, it was always like move forward, 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 forward. Mm. What's next? What's next? What's next? Um, so it's been nice lately to call each other and you know to reflect on the past. And um, I think having this luxury to work together for so long and still be connected for so long. Um, you know, the other night we did an you know, interview. Helps you as a Mm -hmm. helps you as an artist you know yeah. and it helps your your work not everybody has that no well we did an interview the it's other day and somebody asked Pooja who's listening she said like people are I don't know if she said people wonder or I wonder like what's the secret and I my answer was kind of like anticlimactic I was like it's not really a secret you just happen to meet somebody mm -hmm. and you choose to be there with them and um, and they kind of become like your family and so mm -hmm. I'm sort of proposing a similar question to you. Like, would you agree that it's not really a secret? It's just sort of a, a choice? I don't think it's a choice. I think it's one of those things that we were just fortunate. Right. We really yeah, were fortunate to so meet each other at the right place at the right time. It's just being lucky because... Um, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, originally, yes, you're lucky you're paths cross but there's so many moments okay. like our paths cross people but like we don't we make a choice and that choice doesn't involve to stay on the same path right like and, you're 100 and then you're cheaper. constantly choosing to stay and work with this person mm -hmm. so uh like you said regardless you fight or this and that like you're still continuing because that's your choice that um, yeah, it's part of making it work and wanting to make it work. So yeah, you're a million percent right because it's true. Like there's so many times that, like even now, you know, our, we've we're apart right now, but we've chosen to constantly, you know, call each other and what are you working on? What are you doing? Um, you know, still talking about ourselves and the art and. Um, when is he coming here? Mm -hmm. You know, after he quarantines, can we work? Can we get into like some space? You know, it's just that constant desire to wanting to, you know, stay connected. So I think you're right because there's so many times now that I think about it that we could have just yeah forget it. He could have danced with someone else, and I could have danced yeah. with someone else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get so much into detail but you did you guys did stop for a little bit and then went back to working with each yeah. other so like for sure uh, we're fortunate to have met one another us too like it was a choice to continue to work together <laughs> girl and you with adam girl i don't know how you do that <laughs> you're telling me girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> I think that there is moments that the other person knows so much about us that just better to, to together just for safety reasons. I think that has happened with my ex-partner. She knew too much about me. 
Well, you 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 feel uh -oh. at home, right? I mean, if that's what you mean by safety, or if you mean yeah. like uh, more as a joke. No, blackmail, and I'm talking about blackmail. Okay, that's what she I knows, thought. Now I realize she knows where he puts joke. the bodies. <laughs> the other person knows many names and places and situations. So. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Um. But I mean, that's part of it. I mean, you you get to know each other's, you know, and then it's, I don't know if it's a sense of, of security within oneself that then you're able to not use that to be evil, <laughs> evil I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I told in, you. <laughs> in my case. Dude, I use that shit all the time. <laughs> Diego was like, I want to do this. I was like, mm, no, really? you want to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I always got we, my way. Think that no, what I, I mean, like, I meant really like, are you sure, boy? Because I know something. <laughs> I know something. I'm going to call your mom. No, the other, the, you know, the other <laughs> one is there. Just go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> when they tell you go ahead, it's the worst. <laughs> So, Anna, when you said, like, you guys, uh, like, we, we still fight, argue, whatever, laugh, all of that happens. But our process has mm -hmm. changed a lot over the years. Um, like, you guys also started so young, you're growing so much as a person and as a dancer all at the same time. And uh, in tango, we're, like, in that partnership there's constant giving each other feedback. Like, and those tension moments, did, they, did those get better over time? Like, did that dynamic change over time for you? Or it's been sort of similar always? I don't know why I said always at the end. And if it didn't change, I got distracted. I looked over um, and Adam was smelling his armpit. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's so funny because Diego always changed. Like he was always, um, you know, I have to give, I don't know how this guy put up with me for so many years to be quite honest. I was, I was always the asshole. I'm just going to be straight up. <laughs> I was really always like the asshole, you know, little, I don't know how to say it in English, but like the little bitch. That's um, how you say it. I wanted it my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you say it. Um, and he was always like. I call that knowing what you want. In Castellano. In Castellano. I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to speak English. I'm motivated. Um, <laughs> But he was always, like, really good, like, poor thing, man, putting up with me. But, um, you know, during my tantrums and stuff, I didn't – I really didn't change much. I always hated rehearsing, um, to be honest. I was like, oh, my God, I got this. Like, really, come on. It, I, I didn't like rehearsing. I always wanted to, like, you know, okay, let's move on. Like, I want to create something new. We already did that. Like, let's move on to this. But he always wanted to, like, really – absorb himself in like the movement in the moment and I was like okay we really did that move on um <laughs> so yes I know that meditation shit I feel in the all, all I know 
So was that yeah. so for derived me, by... So for me... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, like, was that for you derived, like, you, like we already did that? Were you... You think you were impatient? Or that you oh, would, yeah. like, get bored easier to, like, want to move on? Like... Um... I... I mm, I, I'm just an impatient person, period. But um, I never really picture you that way. Uh, I never picture you that way. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm very impatient. Um, but I think it's just that sometimes my head would just just be so fast and like, okay, like now I have this mm -hmm. idea. Now I have mm -hmm. this idea. Or like Diego had this idea, and so what we would do is that we would try to plan out our year, like. Um, you know, with our goals and things like that, and I would want to accomplish them, you know, mm. so it was also the am ambition. ambition of, like, you told me you had this idea, so I want to do that idea, mm. and then I had I this idea, I want to do that idea, we already did that idea, so mm -hmm. move on, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was just that urgency and that that drive that was also um, my problem, but I never changed that about myself, to be honest. Um, but Diego was um, always adaptive and always like trying to. Um, Diego's always good with with being centered and finding himself and changing, not me. <laughs> so to answer your question, I didn't. I feel maybe he's he'll say something different, but I I feel like I didn't change much. I feel like I stayed with my routines, and he was always the one that adapted and he changed a lot i i am pretty sure you changed some too i can't imagine so i think you're being a little modest here if you so i want to ask no, again I, what I did you what did you change -T -T with? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say <laughs> I, I still think I was like the biggest bitch to this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go ahead, finish your question. No, I just wanted to make you rethink. I'm sure you changed. Then if you were, if you looked back, like one thing that you would pull out that you really changed about, I guess what you say. What would it be? Maybe I got a little nicer. <laughs> maybe I maybe I was quiet for a little bit longer. <laughs> I, I I love that a little bit nicer. <laughs> that moment was. Maybe, um, but you know, to be honest, it was like the you know the goal setting and the ambition of of accomplishing those goals is like. Diego was like a little bit more passive, like, you know, if we get there, we get there, you know, let's enjoy life. And I'm like, hell no, bitch. Come on, man. This is a marathon. <laughs> um, but, you know, having him be grounded right now in my life has taught me like, oh, my God. Yeah, he was right. Damn it. Why didn't I do it then? Because I'm learning. Um, I'm learning that now. I'm learning to have a, more patience now. I'm learning to be a little bit more in the moment now with, you know, family and stuff like that. Well, so, you have a little one change. now, I'm, I'm sure. That's happening, that's happening now. <laughs> How's that going? 
dude, this chick, let me tell you something. My mom told me straight up, payback's a bitch. <laughs> let me just tell you, that's how that's going. This girl is one and a half, and she has more sass and more attitude. Burma, baby. That I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not, the other day I told her not to take the, so we, you know, try to, I don't know, protect the home, protect her, whatever, put all these things on the wall so she doesn't get electrocuted. She pulled that out of the wall. I told her, no, we don't do that. Excuse me. <laughs> and I'm telling her in Spanish, ponlo pa atra, ponlo pa atra, no se toca, whatever. The look on this child I kid you not. I feel like she was giving me the middle finger. She was, <laughs> she was. She doesn't know what the middle finger is yet, but her eyes are that thing. Oh, her. Exactly. So my husband the other day, Colin, was like, I'm scared. I'm scared of our kid. I was like, don't show fear. Don't show fear. Stand your ground. Yeah, she's she's pretty intense and she's a flirt. <laughs> sometimes I take her to my grandmother's house because my mom's helping take care of my grandmother and we have a our neighbor he's young and so she flirts with him she you know like teases him flirts with him you know looks back and forth at him the other day he, he you know picks her up and she goes ahead and gives him a kiss in the hmm. lips I'm like oh hey wow. <laughs> Latina. Wow, she's super like, Latina. Super <laughs> Latina. I told my husband that's from Wisconsin. I was like, mm, she's she doesn't have any. Yeah, no, there ain't no Fargo she's, going she's on Latina. there. Latina. <laughs> no. Oh, hi, how you doing, sir? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, so he's Wisconsin. So, he's a Green Bay. Ah, oh, I see why. I get it now. Exactly. Now you see that. Dude, but the Dolphins are doing pretty good. I'm kind of shocked, but I'm still not a Dolphin fan. But I just think it's the 2020, you know, curse that they're doing so well. Well, hopefully know. the Browns are doing well be beyond that reason. But uh, what I know nobody gives a shit. I'll I know I want to ask you that. another question. Nobody listening gives a fuck. Okay. But why are you a Green Bay Packers fan? Um, not just because of my husband, but because no, because I, I knew this really before you met respect... Kyle. Yeah, I respect how they are um, not owned by one particular rich person; that they are owned by the whole entire state. You know, mm -hmm. it's really. I would you say it's a franchise in a way. Well, this no, it's like a stock option. Yeah, yeah, I forget how they put it. Uh, did you know that all the NFL teams used to be like that? And they're the last. Yes. They're the last. I, we must have had this conversation at some point, drunk and late at night at La Nacional or something. Um, Probably. Yeah, but they're the only team left. That's it's like yeah, it's like a stock thing or something. I forget. But all the fans and they're are the, the owners. The, aren't they? They're the first and the last. Well, between them and Detroit, right? The first, technically, the first. NFL team. I don't know if Detroit is. I don't team. think Detroit still is. Anyway. Well, Detroit is not. Detroit is owned by someone, mm -hmm. but they were the original. Oh, okay. I, I football know what people teams. Yes, April. I'm going to bring it this back to Tango. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry, April. <laughs> we 
we needed our moment. We needed our little sports moment. This is sort of a, an Adam and I thing. Just <laughs> yeah. you know, this is all I, I, raw. Don't 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 this let them talk about life. baseball because they. Play. I don't think I don't I don't think I don't <laughs> follow baseball. But um, no, because I'm no, born a Cleveland fan, so I don't have a choice. And I... uh, Marcelo, you are a... talking about football. Marcelo, you love Maradona. But you're a river One moment, fan, I'm standing up. Right? Moment, and now I'm standing up. Yes, now you can so talk now, about Maradona. He's trying to remember what he's a fan of. He's a river plate guy. He's ordering empanadas again. No, I'm no, I'm standing up to talk about Maradona. This is what I said. Oh, he was standing up. He's got to yeah, get up. he passed away. <clears throat> I think he's yes, talking. Tell me. We're, not hearing hearing you. Uh, we're not hearing you if you're talking, Marcelo. Hello, hello. Now we're hearing. Okay, yes. I'm listening. Yes, uh, Adam, you want to ask me something? <laughs> Are you a Rivers fan? He's a River fan, right? Mm-hmm. Indeed. But, you're, but, but Maradona's a Boca guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's that, going to start that's, crying that's now. That's a simple yes or no question. Okay. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, but before, before to be um, uh, a Boca Junior fan, Maradona was Argentinian. And what I remember him is dressing the, the national team shirt. Mm -hmm. and, and then the rest is nothing <laughs> so that is something there is a really nice picture i don't know if you guys saw it here in argentina we here we have as well in the states division as not so hard as there in the states but there's division yeah. here and the only moment when these people start to cry together and hug together was in the time of maradona day so there is a really yeah. interesting picture that a boca fan crying and there is a river play guy crying river Plate and boca juniors for the people who is listening they're like the against like this is the antithesis the nemesis in soccer here in Argentina and they were like hugging together and crying like two little babies oh. now and then they and in the in the newspaper they were saying look what our, uh, Maradona did <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's a uh, mother Teresa to see that sort of spirit in whatever it is regardless you're following sports or not like in anything to see that Passion. Yeah, the unity. The unity. The passion, yeah. yeah. It's amazing to experience that around you. So, Anna, my next question is the yes, company that you guys created together with Diego. Um, I don't know how many years ago you guys started the nonprofit organization. I don't want to word this wrong, but I Tango for All, that's company. Yep. Uh, you yep. guys started doing a, uh, you started doing choreographies for shows and you guys took on a, a whole lot. I remember you guys started working in the morning. I, I just like, I know there was a lot going on with that. Would you give us some information of how that all got started? And First time at church. You satisfied me. with the results? You, you brought of me that. to a church for the first time in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that space amazing? If can anybody I give, knows, like that was. Can I give you a little story about your amazing partner, Diego? 
Go for but, it, Dad. All right, I'm sorry. I think I'm on a little I'm gonna, bit of a I'm delay. I'm about to pee my pants. <laughs> we, you guys booked Judson. You did the carnival. We went. It was amazing. You had blind. Uh, it was awesome. And then uh, Molly was the connection. And Chico and I mm-hmm. hooked up with Molly, and we, we booked it for another gig, another show, another event, uh, event tango event. And we're yeah. setting up, and Diego shows up at like 6 p.m., and he's like, guys, I know how this place runs. Let me help you. Yeah, I reached he, out to him to ask you questions. He just came and helped us for hours. And then didn't come to the event. He didn't even come to the He's like, I got to go. I'm, Alif and I have plans or something. He spent hours helping us set up. Yeah. And then he left. And um, he was so generous. Yeah, he's cool. And he helped us out so much because, you know, the sound engineer is a good guy. And there were people there that helped us. But. Like he showed us all these little ins and outs, and it was just so yeah. And amazing. it was all because like we reached out to see like if there's anything we should know. Like you guys went through, like just to make sure we don't run into the same problems. And he was like, you know what? I'll just show up. I'll mm-hmm. be there. And I was like, no, no, no. You're like so busy. I know yeah. already. And yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I know. We talked about it. I was like, you go. I'm too busy trying to make a baby. <laughs> I remember. I remember you messaging us, too. And I was like, you guys are crazy. I love that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm too busy making that. a baby. Is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that a TMI? <laughs> no, I, I, I just wanted to share that little story with our, our listeners because it's an amazing side of you, you and Diego. But, well, Diego, you're making a baby side you can tell that on another podcast but um okay anna making babies this is how we make babies Just one. um but back Just to chico's one. question about making, making babies 101 so fast yeah. so no wrong person <laughs> um um but actually um we decided to um be a nonprofit because we had a two-month residency with an old professor um, in St. Louis. And we were there for two months teaching um, people throughout St. Louis, like Ferguson, and teaching them dance, um, particularly tango, because there was a tango company. I forgot the name. And they were going, so our... Um, old professor contacted us to teach throughout the community um, as part of as part of their outreach program, and so we were teaching in these really, uh, you know, it, Ghetto. like it brings tears to my eyes because you're in the United States, and it felt like we were in a third world country. It felt like we were touring again in some countries that were, you know we saw people living in shacks, you know what I mean? There were kids in high school that didn't know, you know, I asked them to write a review. We, we went to the performance with them, you know, just, you know, just write, you know, a little bit of what you learned in Tango, what you saw, can you see if you saw the, you know, the cross, you know, like really silly basic things and they couldn't write. Wow. And I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. I, I'm about to cry because I am not exaggerating that these high school kids could not write, and it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, so we originally started it because of that. You know, we started it because we wanted to 
and we did. You know, we taught in Newark, New Jersey for a very long time, which, uh, you know, we did the- We're broadcasting from Newark, of... New Jersey right now. <laughs> hey, exactly. no. I know, but I mean, we taught in some of the schools there because we, with our research, we saw that, you know, they were some of, some parts of that area um, and other parts of New York City were under the same situation and there are places that people don't want to go. And we were like, hell no, man. These kids deserve the same thing as anybody else. It's not their fault. Nobody, they didn't want to be born into that. That's not their fault. So using the arts to enrich them, to give them power, um, we saw in St. Louis um, that it works because we went before, we taught them a little bit of tango, they saw the performance, and then that same performance, I made it mandatory in the contract that those kids had to teach people in the audience how to dance. And those kids were shitting bricks. And they're like, Miss Anna, I can't do it. I was like, yeah, you can. Shut up and get your ass out there and dance. And they taught these like CEOs, these lawyers, these, you know, rich people how to dance. And they felt so empowered that I was like, mm-mm. Yeah, that's awesome. We, we both that's looked amazing. at each other like, this is, this is, that was the reason why we did the dance company because and then that filtered in us going out, out into the community um, and teaching these kids. And then we also did a program um, with Parkinson's and with cancer patients that we would do performances. I remember. Yeah, I remember we were gonna try to be yeah. part of that, but it, it fell it, through for some at some point. But um, yeah, what you guys were yeah, doing. Yeah, it was, was just it was just scheduling amazing. because it was exactly at the same time as Jeremy Longa. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that, that's, that's true. A so you guys were like, I gotta get I drunk like, tonight. Oh. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't no, a drunk. Kidding. It was like you know, you guys have you know, like you guys work, yeah. and then you have to do that, and then you no. Dude, that's a long ass day. Dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I totally understand. Work. We can call it work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a long work. day. That's yes. like a 24 hour day. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's why we decided that, you know, because, you know, people don't realize how tangle you're connecting and all those, those kids, you know, although the kids are like, ew. But they understand, you know, teamwork, what it is to be like, what it is to be a team that, yeah, you can have each other's back. You know, you can support each other no matter what, because the system, you know, just has it built that they, it's, you know, fight. And also this, ew, it's, like you just, it's constant well, what fight. you just said about the ew thing, like the sooner we can get young men and women or regardless of gender and sexual preference mm -hmm. like just to get over the, the the hump of ew and just exactly. dance and be respectful and you know this is why i love what sid's been doing with ballroom basics for so many years like yeah the sooner that young adults right. and young young humans can get past that barrier because it's a stigma that we're somehow in this culture and a lot of other cultures around the world are, are so, it's somehow brought into our our lives even though it's not necessarily forced it's just there um 
get you, and then, okay, get over it, let's move on, let's dance, and let's work, and let's create some art. Uh, it makes all of us more yeah. open and better people towards one another, you know. And and it's also, you know, some of them think it's a rich dance, actually. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've taught, I, I taught at Hunter College for several years, and this is like a CUNY college in New York, and kids are 17, 18, mm -hmm. 19, and every week there'd be a there'd be this like focus group and then there'd be kids that would come in and out oh this is this this is lame oh this is this and that and then you'd see them mature within a couple weeks like oh i mean i actually yeah. have to present myself to another person yes and be respectful and treat them this way mm -hmm. it didn't even have to do with the dance <laughs> it just had to do with how you engage in the opposite sex or in, in another human in this manner, um, open yourselves up and you're vulnerable as hell. And, and you just have to be respectful and that vulnerability. That is something that we yeah. would all benefit so much mm -hmm. sharing with our mm -hmm. children. Hola, gusti, gusti. Um, yeah, just being... No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and then some of them don't realize that they can go to milongas and there's, you know, we help them out. You know what I mean? You guys always help out. And I think the Tango community helps, helps students out and, you know, younger generations out. We, I mean, we understand, you know, the price of it, but if the, com the community that is fortunate enough can help out, you know, this... People don't understand that this dance is is rich in so many ways, and it helps people's lives. And you know, we've seen mm -hmm. it. You guys have seen it, I bet. You know, so um, just to keep that in mind. But you know, that's how we started it because we've seen how it's gonna make an effect. And you guys have seen it. You know, there's a lot of people that are in New York City by themselves, have nobody else but the Tango community. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even if they don't go, even if they don't go dance, it's being around family. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's been the point of our talks. You know, we built family. Yeah, that's and that's been, become more and more, more and more clear during this time. Well, that's also what's made this so much yeah. harder on those kind of people is that they're that's their only outlet. They don't have personal exactly. friends. They don't have personal relationships. And a lot of people are looking in the mirror right now. This has been a tremendous self-reflection time for certain people that are like, wow, I have a lot of things in my life I need to improve on personally that I've used mm -hmm. tango or this hobby or that hobby to fulfill. But they're also like, uh, even realizing that they are feeling that they're part of the community here. Because I think you're still feeling the community together. I, I'm hearing that from people too. Like I've oh, gotten yeah, emails no, from people yeah. that yeah. haven't been out to dance for a decade. And they're like, I've always felt so welcome and I'm happy to be part of New York community. I know I haven't been out dancing, but like, and like, they are sort of appreciative to receive the emails and be in touch with it because it's a place where they can call home and come back whenever mm -hmm. they want. Yeah. yeah. And I think people are going to come back. And somebody. Active. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I think that um, I was talking with Sharon. We were, you know, me and my girlfriend, we talk every now and then. And um, 
Especially living, especially yeah. living together. I'm sorry, Sharon. Now that I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you're like stuck there. Quarantined together since Dude, March. anybody that has to put up with that, I'm cheating. But one thing I was, you know, I'm always, I'm, I guess I'm just like the eternal optimist as well. But I was just, we were talking the other day in the park, and I'm like, if ever we thought Tango was gonna die, this experience has shown us that it's, it's how important it is to so many people. And mm -hmm. and how those people that didn't like some of us, we knew how important it was to us. Um, but there's a lot of people that okay, there's a lot of people that they're not gonna maybe come back because they've moved on, they've done it. But that happens every three years for those same same. You know, we all know like three year gap is like people start, they they hang out for a couple of years, they move on to other things. But then there's this group that I'm I'm thinking about right now specifically. It's like. Corona hit and or COVID hit, I should say, and like they're like, wait a minute, it's not just like the cat, it's not just the t professionals that are really into this and the and the, the people that go out every night. Like I'm a I'm a person who lives in the suburbs and I dance once a week or once every two weeks, but I love this too. I really need this in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm just as passionate mm -hmm. about this as they are, and it's like, yeah, you are, and it's valid and. And I think that maybe that wouldn't have, maybe that wouldn't have hit so much if this experience hadn't happened. So I, I just, all I'm trying to say is I think that this is really proving how much this means to so many people. And so I'm, I'm feeling like it's going to make it like, we're going to come out of this like a Phoenix. Like this is a whole new thing, a whole new respect for this thing. And, yeah. and, and adding to you guys, what you're saying and, taking the ball what from Anna what she was saying about this dance. Uh, I'm, I'm working in, in different fields now thanks to this pandemic, right? industry, marketing, and different kind of stuff. And something that I can tell you guys that if we did really take advantage of what Tango has, has taught us, this idea of community, this idea of belonging, this idea of welcoming other people, helping other people to, to pass this concept of loneliness, uh, it's a huge opportunity for tango after this pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's amazing in the concept. For instance, concrete example, I'm, I'm working in programs for leaderships and the leadership that the companies are needed now in order to adapt to this era. And tango has tons of elements to help all these new leaders or leaders that need to readapt what's happening about communication, about respect. Something that you mentioned, Adam, just stand up and say hi to another human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so valuable, and I I feel that, that Tango will resurge as a phoenix, but it's a new phoenix. I don't know how to count it, but it's beautiful what you're saying. You're making me cry again. <laughs> hi, I'll just say hi. Hi. That should be the new greeting. Just a very awkward hi. Hi. Yeah, but I think we're all optimistic. Yes, I mean, I think we have a reason to be optimistic. It's not like we're foolishly optimistic. Yeah. I can't have in my head the image of, of the first time that I asked a, a lady to, to dance super awkward and like <laughs> super shy and I don't know <laughs> that, that when you were telling the story Adam I was like that's me <laughs> I 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, the minute <laughs> when you were telling about yes, the the teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we've all been there. I mean, I've, we're all going to be there again, too. You know, you're anyway, that's another. But the sooner you're hole. also there, I think it's not like the more comfortable you are with the opposite gender or like the more comfortable you are in your own body. And that's why, like, the sooner mm -hmm. that happens, mm -hmm. the better it is. So I'm we can be in our bodies to make babies. I'm finally comfortable walking and around naked. Babies. Let me tell you guys this one. The first time a boy told me that he liked me, I think I was uh, nine years old. He thought you were a maybe, boy too? Maybe even younger. <laughs> he thought I was a boy too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I chased him because I wanted to beat him up. That's yeah. Like, that's he was coming I out remember. of the closet. <laughs> I literally now like, he's probably... <laughs> Never mind. He, was, he was such a good friend of mine and I'm not I'm ignoring your comments Adam. Okay. But that was my reaction. Like I dropped my backpack because I was also like a tomboy and I just started running. I'd start chasing him. He was afraid shitless running because he knew I was just gonna smack him. <laughs> like so, yeah, it took me years. You always so romantic and so kind. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what got me in the early days. Rema imagine what I did when I, I got Chico, the first I liked her. She punched me in the mouth. How about you, Anna? How did you treat Diego? <laughs> Dude, I don't remember. I think it was just all through dance, but I'm, I, I was like Chico. <laughs> I was exactly like Chico, I have to say. Like, I was so into my thing. I was into my dancing. I was more of a tomboy. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I grew up with six boys in my family. Holy I was shit. the only girl for a good 10 years. So it's kind of like I was I was one of the guys, you know? Yeah, what I'm I know exactly what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I could re totally relate to Chico. Yeah, I was like, you know, my... what, what, what do you mean you like me? Like, this is going to fuck up our friendship. Like, we play soccer on the, you know, streets. Like, this is not what I want to hear. Like, that's what's going through your mind. Like, my only best friend that's a female, I met her in New York City. So there you go. That's the story of my life. Every other guy, every other person that's my best friend, like even Diego, my f best friend, um, Armando, all like they're all guys. And I have one girlfriend, like true friend that that poor girl, when I first moved to New York, I was like, I think I got a disease from touching the rails on the subway. And it was <laughs> December freezing. She goes, Girl, put on some cocoa butter on your hands. <laughs> That's my first female. What a friend. <laughs> friend. She's a bestie for him. She's a keeper. <laughs> put some cocoa, cocoa butter, butter on butter your on hands. Her. Those ashy-ass hands. Those ashy-ass hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love that. And that's what she told me. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I, yeah, I, I'm like Chico. I've had guys throughout my life. I'm just thinking. I look. I'm looking back now, and I'm thinking like most of my close friends are women too. Weird. Yeah, mm -hmm. and a lot of my close friends are guys. I mean, I have a female friends too. 
I mean, I have male friends too. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Well, I went to girls school for junior school and high school. And then the minute I went to college where it was mixed, I, it took me three years to make a female friend. I hung out with seven guys and me and like really close friends. And they're still to this day, like good friends. It's just, it took me three years to find my kind of gal. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Mm. What did they say? It's like, if you have like one really good friend, like that's, you're lucky. So it's interesting. Yeah. But I, love, I mean, for me, so I think a lot of it was guys. also really like... That's Marcelo's I, fault. I, <laughs> yeah. Always Whenever he calls him like, oh, hey. Argentinians, <laughs> man. These damn Argentinians. He's like, did you... Sorry, Chico, I know you were going to say something. I'm sorry to interrupt. But whenever Marcelo yeah, calls, sorry, the conversation immediately goes, do you know what's very interesting? <laughs> 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 do you know what I noticed? It's very interesting. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what is really interesting? (laughs) (laughs) This is what you do at night. What do you think at night? What do you think? You you don't think of anything. Come on. I'm with you, Marcelo. Daughter of mine, don't wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Stay asleep. Stay asleep. What were you going to say, Chico, before I interrupted you? Well, yes. I think I was going to say, like, part of me, like, in that journey of, like, through college, taking three years to find female friends was also, like, still being more like a tomboy. And, like, I, I wasn't so Maybe much it's the case with that... being a female. I wanted to always... Maybe be because you were beating everybody up. That is why the reason... Huh? That's why you should not beat up people. We're if missing, you beat we're up missing people, your, we're, we're missing, missing your, words. your words. Come back to us, Marcelo. Hello, hello. Better yeah, here? Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking if you, if somebody say I like you and you beat him up, <laughs> it's kind of hard to have friends, right? But Just, I had guy Marcella friends. Marcelo is so philosophical. He's so enlightened. That's I never thought of it that way, Marcelo. But I had guy friends, Marcelo. <laughs> but you know what's funny? It's one of our pieces that we created was the, the trying to discover the, um, you know, what you're born with, your male, female, you know, part, Penis. but internally having that male, female. Um, internal characteristics, you know, just because you're born. Oh yeah, absolutely. With that particular, you know, doesn't mean. But that no, you it wasn't that. that. It was for me. Like I think I like I have a brother that's older than me, so like I grew up also. Like uh... sometimes, I like I mean the dynamic between us were only two years apart, so it was like very physical and like. Um, all, like very playful I loved playing sports like there were so many things that I liked doing and I was not into uh, so much feminine stuff but also it, I was not in peace with being a female and I think I really discovered that more through tango and it took me years to realize like you know what I, I love being a woman 
but I, it's not how I grew up because for me, it felt like, okay, your brother can go do that. You can only do that if your brother takes you yeah. or like, you yeah. know, so it made me feel like I have restrictions because I'm a female. Yeah, and so I, I think like you. I was fighting that. I felt like I was fighting that uh, through years. So, and so I couldn't associate, like I didn't like talking about feminine. I didn't talk, like talking about nail polish or hair. Like all of that came more into my life after tango. And, mm -hmm. and now like I'm so much more in peace. I can be both ways. Uh, depending on how I want to be at that moment, but um, not because like I feel like one being one is restricting me. That makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, you should stop beat up people. Just only you, Marcelo. She only beat you up now. Did I beat you up, Marcelo? Maybe once or twice. <laughs> Tops twice. Twice, actually. Yeah, tango is definitely the cure mm -hmm. for tomboys, Margaret. That's right. Yeah. Or leggy peggy. <laughs> leggy peggy. <laughs> so, Adam, is it time to wrap up tonight's show? He's pouring himself a drink. And he's going to mm -hmm. cheer with me now. Anna, did you finish well, your thank drink? Thank you, guys. Shuchia, man, I'm fish. I'm ready to knock yeah, out. Yeah, okay. there you are. Thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> for taking all this time. I'm sure you wake up so early in the morning. Thanks to that little yeah, chick. Nice to have What's the name nice of your day. daughter? Liana. Liana. I didn't pick the name. Um, my husband did. And my great aunt always sends me a letter that woman it's like 90 years old and she has the mind of a freaking elephant and so i couldn't figure out we couldn't figure out what the hell to call our kid i was like you know what we'll figure it out later if, like a month later she doesn't have a name it's okay it's fine it's not a big deal who cares um so he walks into the apartment one day she's like this is the name i was like okay fine i don't care i'm like ready to go like, okay fine so I'm like totally drugged out and he's like, and the nurse is like, what are you going to name her? I go, I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> so he's trying to be like nice, not understand like all the craziness that's happening. He's like, just pick her fucking name. <laughs> and so he put her as Liana. After you my sound like aunt. a gem. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's why Chico and I... I'm going to call Diego tomorrow so and just caress him over the phone. <laughs> and tell him, how did you do it for so long? I nice? have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm still dealing with Yeah, I was thinking way. the same, guys. I was thinking, calling to Diego, saying, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't blame you guys. I'm the first one to tell you, I don't know how the hell he put up with me. Yeah. Well, he'll love to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope you didn't record it. No, we never record the podcast. No, we just post oh, it tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> <gasps> <Sock. laughs> Damn, I have to confess. Anyway. Thanks for accepting thank to be with us for your me. night. 
Yeah, it was great to catch yeah, up. It was so much fun. I love you guys. Thank you so you much. Too. This was very we um, miss you. rejuvenating. Oh. So hopefully when everything is good, we get to all connect, reconnect physically. Yes, yep. I hope so. It won't be long. So all the best, you guys. Stay safe and healthy and, you know, love you guys. You very much. Thank you, Anna. Oh, love you too, take care of your daughter. Though. Before breaking yes, hearts, this is your daughter. Yes, no, no. I go to sleep. Esta factoría está cerrada. That was divine. Thank right, you. Guys, love you guys. Good night, guys. Do you want to play that Good night. fun song you have? Let me play as a background that accidentally yeah. started playing earlier tonight. I don't have those, so Aww. I was going to play a different song. Okay. I'm open to your selection. Of Ciao, animal. chickies. Ciao, everybody. Good night. No. Marcelo, thank you so much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>